0: The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. You're listening to the Your Safe Space podcast, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Coming up on the show today, we are talking about friendships. Friendships. Making them, losing them, finding them, and everything in between. We take a deep dive into the challenging and universal experience of making friends in your 20s or at any age later in life. Elite 11 Sporting is also making this episode possible, so let's get right into the show. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am very keen to be recording today because For the first time, I'm actually recording on the Monday of the same week that the Sunday episode comes out, which I don't usually do. I don't know if you guys know that, but I usually try to record a little bit more ahead and I just, I like actually recording closer to the release date, but it does then put a bit of pressure on like editing and making sure the episode is good to go. But anyway, it's Monday at the time of recording this and I hope that on the day of listening, you're having a really good day, morning, night, whatever time it is. It's also the last Sunday of January, which is fucking wild if I can say that because where has this month gone? Honestly, it just feels... Worse every year that I get older, time is flying, and it's hard to believe that we're about to go into February and hard to believe that we're saying goodbye to the first month of the year, which is just insane. Now, there will be some journal prompts in the Facebook group. So, if you haven't joined that, come and join us there. It's your Safe Space Podcast community. There's 6,200 and something number of legends in there. If you're in there, I love you. Thank you so much. If you're not, come join so we can share the love. Now, we are going to get into what's taking up space. Look at me nearly forgetting what the first segment of the show is. Now, if you don't know, well, before we actually get into that, I also want to say thank you for the love over the last couple of episodes and coming back for the season. I feel like we may even have some brand new listeners. I don't know if you guys are from beyond the valley or however you found the podcast, but I see the downloads. So thank you so much if you are new. I appreciate the support and thank you as well if you are an old listener. Every single interaction, every single download, every subscription, every like, comment, share, story, repost, I see it. I love you. I'm so grateful. And our usual segment on a Sunday is what's taking up space. So this can be things that are good bad, physical, emotional, mental, whatever, things that are just taking up space in your life. Now, I will give you mine. I want you to think about yours. Take a moment to reflect. I also would love if you could come into the Facebook group and leave it on the post because every single Monday I put up a post and I actually haven't done that yet today. (laughs) So as soon as I leave the studio, I'll make sure to put up the post in the Facebook group today. Now, I have a couple of things taking up space. The first two are not my main taking up space, but I'm going to share them with you anyway. The first one being the Australian Open. I have spent three days at the Australian Open at the time of this coming out. Love the Oz Open. Definitely taking up a lot of my physical space. It's been really exciting because I got to work with the Australian Open directly this year and also Ralph Lauren, which I'm so grateful and so thankful that I got this opportunity and it's mainly thanks to you guys. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Secondly, I had a pretty shit mental health week or a couple of days last week. It was more towards the back end. And yeah, I wanted to just touch on it just to remind everyone that you're not always going to have good days There are going to be some bad days There are going to be some low vibes. That's okay. You're allowed to have bad days. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to be upset. And yeah, I spent a couple of days just feeling a little bit sad and low. And so I've brought my therapy appointment forward and I'm very, very much looking forward to that. But The main what's taking up space is moving. So some of you may have seen this across some of my other platforms, but I am going to be moving soon and I am excited because it has been a long time in the works and I finally got clarity. And some of you may remember I came on this podcast and I said, oh, I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know who I'm going to live with. I don't know what I'm doing. I wanted to move to the Gold Coast. I wanted to move back to Sydney. I wanted to move near the beach, blah, blah, blah. There's lots of different thoughts I've had and maybe we'll keep having. But over January, what I did, I, I just sat down. I wrote down a budget, what I was happy to spend on rent, and then I kind of worked backwards. I looked up local gyms in areas that I thought I would like. I also looked up where I spend most of my time, where I go to record the podcast, where I go for work opportunities, where I go to do other things, whether it's like my hair appointments, my nail appointments, my beauty appointments. Like I am pretty far out in suburbia at the moment. And so I definitely will be moving closer. And I'm just happy because for the first time, yeah, I have like clarity and direction. Now that's one part of the struggle that I was having with this. (laughs) The other part that's taking up space is the rental market is Fucked, if I can say that. And I am only just dipping my toes into it. I really feel for anyone who's been looking for a rental property or in the rental market at the moment and has been struggling with it because it has been a journey and I'm only getting started. I've been trolling through realestate.com every single day and I'm really shocked to see how many available rentals there are out there. And It's interesting to me because the last time I rented, I lived in Sydney and that was what, 2018, 2019, all the way into 2021. And I mean, we were going into COVID in those last two years that I lived in Sydney, but it wasn't anything like what I'm seeing now. There's quite little stock on the market and I don't have too many requirements, believe it or not. Like I'm not too picky. I just really want a roof over my head and... As long as I'm like close to the city and I've got like a nice courtyard, backyard or balcony for Franklin, like I'm pretty happy. Oh, I also don't want carpet because he is toilet trained, Franklin, my dog. But I just think it makes it a little bit easier. If I don't have carpet to worry about. Anyway, I did find one property that I loved, and the inspection was on Saturday, the Saturday that just passed. And I couldn't go because I was working with the Australian Open and I was taking content on Saturday there. But I called the agent to see if I could organize a private inspection, and they declined me. And they said, We won't do it because there is so much interest in this property. We've had 67 people register to come and look at it. And I was like, What the actual 67 people? And so, That is not meant to be. I didn't go to that one, but I do have an inspection right after my recording session today. So fingers crossed, keep them crossed for me. Hopefully I can give you guys some updates soon and hopefully there won't be too many tears because yeah, the process is not a fun one. I've been through the rental process four times in my life and it is a bit of a journey and I just keep telling myself like what will be will be. Every single other time it worked out for me, it will work out again. And I always just tell myself, if not this house, if if not this apartment, if not this townhouse house, whatever it is, then something better. Okay. That's what gives me peace and what gives me comfort. I'll also send extra love to anyone out there in the rental market. Like I said before, it's rough out there. I hope you're doing okay. I hope that we can all find what we're looking for and hopefully we'll all be okay. Now come and share what's taking up space for you in the group. I can't wait to read it. And we are going to waste no time and get into today's show. So We are talking about friendship today, and I've got many thoughts and feels, and I'm going to explain to you why I'm deciding to do this episode, so let's get into it. This weekend, some of you may have caught this, I was invited to a dinner with 52 strangers, and you're probably thinking, Adele, what the fuck does that even mean? Well, you may have seen Jessie, Jessie Wright over on TikTok and Instagram. She is known on the internet as the girl that had dinner with 52 strangers. Now, in 2023, it was her New Year's resolution to make friends. And so she put a call out on TikTok. This is why I love the internet and why I love TikTok. But she put a call out saying, I want to make friends. Who wants to have dinner with me? I want to have one dinner a week with a different person every week that's a stranger to build up my own network. She had moved into state had gone through some things and wanted to build up her friendship circle. So each week she proceeded to have dinner with a different person. I was lucky enough to be dinner number 28. We had dinner back in July of 2023, just before I went overseas. And she has been contacted by over 9,000 people to have dinner with her. So on the weekend, she organized the final dinner party where there were each of us, 52, who met together and we had the final dinner with Jesse. And it was wild because I didn't realize, I said yes, I RSVP'd as soon as I got the invite. And I didn't realize until I literally walked to the door, I was like, oh, hang on. I saw everyone in there. I was like, shit, I don't know anybody in here. The only person I know is Jesse. And suddenly this like anxiousness and insecurity and panic like swept over me. I was like, what am I doing walking into this room full of strangers? And It was scary until I opened the door and then I was welcomed by Jessie. She gave me a hug and we chatted for a little bit. And then it was just the most wholesome, beautiful, amazing night and exactly what I needed. And so we went to Cumulus Inc. It's in the city, I think on Flinders Lane. Don't hold me to that. I can't remember. I don't know my bearings. I'm not very good with directions, but... We had the most delicious food, the best conversation. Jessie made a beautiful speech and I got to connect with those around me on the table and I met people that I had never met before and it was just everything I didn't realize I needed and it was really sweet on the napkins. She had had them embroidered and it said, this is your sign to make a new friend. And it just really prompted me to do this episode because it didn't really hit me until I just sat there in that room and I really absorbed what Jessie had created and I really absorbed like how much action she took and there was so much love and warmth in that room like I just could not forget it and I thought I have to do an episode <laughs> and I'm really also I just wanted to mention as well I'm really grateful because in the room was a beautiful girl named Lauren she listens to this podcast and I hope she's listening to this one now, but she came and said hello to me and she's like, oh, I actually listened to your podcast. And I was like, holy shit, what are the chances that we both had dinner with Jesse, and you're also a listener? And I'm just so grateful because We probably wouldn't have crossed paths unless it was for that dinner and now we've connected on social media and yeah, it just made me so happy and it inspired me. So Jessie, I don't know if you're listening to my podcast, but thank you and to any of the other 52 strangers in the room with me that night, thank you so much because Jessie took bold action, so did all of you and she has inspired me to do this episode because I think there is so many lessons that we can take from it. Now, before we get into it, I do want to stress over and over again and throughout this entire episode, if you have struggled with making friends in your 20s or at any age in your life, if you have found it difficult, if you have found it overwhelming, if you if this has been a pain point for you, I want you to know that you are not alone. This is a universal experience and a very normal experience to happen. Friendship is not the easiest thing to navigate at the best of times. And I just want to reiterate to you that there is nothing wrong with you if you have struggled making friends, there is nothing wrong with you. If you feel like you don't have that many friends, you are not alone. And I want you to find comfort in the fact that this is probably one of my most asked questions. Whenever I put up the question box on Instagram every Monday night, whenever I put up the questions and confessions form, there is without a doubt questions over and over about making friends, about navigating difficult friendships, and I know sometimes that it can feel quite heavy in this area, especially if we don't feel like we have quality friendships, but I just want to validate you and reassure you that if you have felt that way, it's not personal, okay? Everyone at one point or another is going to be able to relate to this, especially in your 20s. And so I do want to explain why it is so important and why we should prioritize it and kind of explain why we can take these lessons from the dinner with the 52 strangers. Now I've said it many times on this podcast but we as humans are wired for connection and it goes way back like literally way back. You rewind all the years back when we're hunting and gathering and we have thrived in groups and thrived by connecting with others. As kids we grow up and making friends as kids teaches us basic skills. It's so Important for our development. It teaches us how to make and form friendships later in life. And a lot of the time, as kids, our friendships just start as play. There's no pressure. You're just having fun. You're just getting to know people. But that teaches you communication skills, that teaches you social skills, and that gets you set up for your development later in life. As we get older, elephant in the room, the way that we connect changes significantly. And that is partially because of technology and social media. And because the systems that you have in place where, you know, once you had school and you had people there putting you in the same room as other people, the same age as you with similar interests to you, you suddenly don't have that anymore as you get older. And that is why it's harder to navigate and make friends the older that you get. Studies do also show that having healthy friendships, quality friendships, though, ones that actually fulfill you have a really protective effect on your health, which is not surprising. It impacts your well-being in such a positive way. Friends make you feel better. Friends make life feel better. I always say this. It's like you can have everything in the world, but unless you have people to share it with, is it really worth it? Good friends can provide you with social support, with companionship, with connection, and having solid friendships in your life can even help protect you from mental health issues as well. There was a study done in 2020 which found people who had quality friends are generally more content and happier and less likely to suffer from feelings of loneliness or poor quality relationships. Obviously, we have the flip side of that too, where if we are someone who has struggled with friendships you could experience feelings of rejection. You could experience feelings of isolation or even loneliness, those really heavy and uncomfortable emotions. And the best example I can give of that is the pandemic. And I hate to bring it up because it's actually been quite a long time since the pandemic, the P word, but those lockdowns and that time in all of our lives showed us what happens when we weren't able to connect when we weren't able to see our friends and obviously that is an extreme case and I hope that we never have to go through that ever again but it shows how having minimal social interactions have a toll on your mental health they take a toll on your life and why it's so important to have those connections and to stay connected with people. Now, there are some blocks that people experience when making friends or navigating friendships, and I just want to unpack them a little bit in case you can relate to any of these so that I can help validate you. The first one that came up in what holds people back when it comes to making friends is the fear of rejection, which rejection fucking sucks. I've said it a million times. It doesn't matter what you're being rejected from, whether it's the boy that you like or the girl that you like or the job that you want or the rental property that you miss out on, rejection is not a nice feeling, let alone when it comes to friendships. And I think if you are someone who identifies and feels like you have that fear of rejection, You may be someone who has anxiety over what other people think of you. You may really care what other people think of you. You may also be afraid of judgment from others. You may worry constantly over being accepted. And you may also be someone who has low feelings of confidence or lacks security. The second block that people are most likely to experience when it comes to this is if you identify as an introvert. So if you feel shy or if you are someone who identifies as just liking to keep to yourself, being a little bit less social, that can be really difficult for you to then put yourself out there, out of your comfort zone and meet people and try to make new friends. And I think, I feel like I'm an extroverted introvert, right? Because obviously I come online, I put up my camera, I film myself out in public, I talk into this microphone. I feel like at some degree, I have to be a little bit extroverted, I do really love staying home though. I do really love minding my own business and like resetting with my own company. But I think if I was someone who was completely introverted, that would be very difficult for me to make friends. And I'll get to what I think you should do if you are someone who identifies as an introvert as well. The next reason you might be experiencing some blocks with friendship is that you might have low trust. Maybe you had a bad friendship experience in the past. Maybe you were hurt in the past. Maybe you don't trust people easily. I would love to do an episode on trust actually, because I think the way people trust and learn to trust is very different. And it's like An individual thing. And I'd love to unpack that. But you might be cautious because of things that you've gone through, especially in previous friendships. And that might make you a little bit extra selective with who you make friends with. And the last reason I found was lack of time. Some people might be really busy. You might work really crazy hours. You might have a very demanding job. You might have kids. You might have things on your plate that then don't allow you the time to make friendships a priority. And I know there might be. Other blocks. These were just the most common ones I found in the research for this episode. And I'm going to give you some practical tips and go through what I've learned in friendship as well, because I don't want to just sit here and say, oh, this is the way it is. We have to accept it. Yes, to a degree, I'm always going to validate. I'm always going to make sure you feel seen and heard here. But I do want to give you practical tips and practical advice. I'm also not sitting here saying that I know absolutely everything and anything, okay? I am technically still in my 30s. I just entered my 30s even though I'm turning 31 this year. What the fuck? But I have gone through my 20s. I feel like I navigated my 20s pretty successfully, questionable in some areas at some points in my 20s. But I'm going to share some of the things I learned and as I said, give you some practical tips. Now, the number one lesson I have personally learned about friendship in your 20s is that friendship is hard. It takes work, it takes time, it takes commitment. Friendship is also a choice and it needs to be reciprocal for it to be successful. Friendship is not built overnight as well and I can very easily see that friendship for me was a lot easier in school. It was a lot easier in high school. It was a lot easier when you had those systems and structures there existing to make it easier for you. And I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves, especially in our 20s, when we don't have that anymore. We're not in the system. We're not at school. We're not surrounded by people who are, as I said, same age, same similar interests, doing the same subjects as you, maybe hanging out in the playground or at recess and lunch with you. There's that convenience factor in school that I think we don't account for having such an impact later in life. I feel like it's also a lot more simple and easier to connect and make friends as kids. And in the same breath, kids can be cruel. And I know that bullying and some nasty shit can happen as well. But for the most part, my experience as a kid was making friends was easy. Even I remember being a child and where I used to live, we lived in a court. So it wasn't a street and it was just like this beautiful little sweet neighborhood where All of the houses had kids around the same age and every single night after school, we'd go out, we'd ride our bikes, we'd play with the kids from across the road and we just made friends. And you know why? Because we lived in the same street. We were the same age and it just made, it was easy. It was convenient. It just made sense for us to be friends because of the way that the environment was structured around us. My first real experience of friendship shifting for me was when I left high school and it was towards the end of my high school experience. And I still keep in contact with a handful of people from school. My relationship might not be as close as it was when I was in high school, but for the most part, I can see now that we all took very different paths when we left school. Some of us went to uni, some of us went to different universities, some of us went to work, some of us took a gap year, some of us went to travel, some of us also just grew apart. And I think for me, my first experience of my friendships changing hit me so hard because that was the first time that I noticed it. And the first time I really understood what was going on. The second time I felt that was again at the end of university. I made friends at uni as you do. It's very similar to school. You're in the same subjects. You you see the same people, repetition every single day or whenever you have your lectures or tutes or whatever it is. And so I noticed it again when my own life was shifting, so did my friends. And it was really hard but not as hard as when I had noticed it in high school. So I think the first time was definitely the worst time for me But since then, I have collected and also lost so many beautiful friends along the way. I do tend to try and hold on to my friends as long as I can. I don't like losing people in my life, even if it's just a platonic relationship. But I have met some of my friends through gym, through work, through events, through traveling, through some of my hobbies. I've also met friends through friends of friends. And I noticed that the other main lesson I learned is that your 20s are your transient years, and not only your transient years, but the transient years of your friends as well. There is so much change happening. So many people are going on their own paths and we change, our circumstances change, our environments change, and then that is also true for your friends as well, whether it's them getting into a new relationship, you moving states, you moving to a different area, you taking up a really difficult job. Maybe your friends are starting to have kids. Maybe your friends are even getting married. You suddenly don't have those structures in place anymore. You suddenly don't have the ease of just knowing, oh, yeah, I'm going to school today. I'm going to see X and Y and Z and we're just going to get along, have our lunch together and it's all sweet. No, it is so different when you add all of those extra changes and things into the mix. I can relate here because in my mid-20s at 24, I moved into state and while I can look back and appreciate that chapter of my life and think it's one of the coolest things I've ever done. It was also one of the hardest things I've ever done. And it was hard because I lost friends when I moved. Some friends are not going to survive the distance of an interstate move, let alone some people who move internationally. And some friends were really hard to make when I was trying to build a new network. And so I have firsthand experience of trying to like reestablish yourself in a new city with people that you don't know and trying to build a new network for yourself. But The other element is that like you will fall out of touch with people as well because of this. And sometimes your paths grow and they grow in separate directions. That's not necessarily a bad thing either. I've learned to accept, and this is probably wisdom that I learned in my late 20s, but I've learned to accept that sometimes friendship isn't going to be forever. There are also going to be different levels of friendship with different people as well. And I think every friend that I've got has a different level of value for me and vice versa. I hope I provide value in their life, but I can see there are friends there that, you know, can help me laugh and help me not take life so seriously. I've also got friends there who are great listeners and always just are able to be like a shoulder for me to cry on. I've even got friends who are like the best advice givers. They're so self-aware. They basically could be therapists as well. And then I've got some other friends that I know they're the ones I'd be calling if I Needed to like bury a dead body. Obviously, I'm not burying a dead body, but that's the kind of level of trust that I have with those friends. Okay. I'm very blessed as well because I have one or two friends that do all of those things for me and that embody everything. And I'm really grateful for that. But I also can appreciate a friendship, even if it doesn't necessarily do all that. And having different levels and like different value is okay too. And so that's my third main lesson of what I learned in my 20s. The last thing is that to embrace the changes in your friendship because change is guaranteed in life. There are a few things that are guaranteed, change is one of them and changes in your friendship is definitely one of them. Not everyone is going to be in our lives forever and it can be a very hard pill to swallow. And it's a bit like that saying, like people come into your life, it's either for a reason, a season or, you know, a lifetime or a lesson. I'm probably butchering that, I don't know. But my biggest lesson when it comes to losing friends is that When you lose people who, for whatever reason, you might have outgrown or you may have gone on different paths, it then makes space for new people to come into your life. And every single time that I have lost a friend, as sad as it has been, and for whatever reason, even without hard feelings... I've then been able to go on to create a different friendship and have space for somebody else to come into my life and build on something new and exciting. The other really special thing that I want you to think about too is that right now there are so many people you haven't met yet. There are also so many people I haven't met yet. Yes, I'm talking about friendships in your 20s, but I'm only 30 so I've got hopefully a long life ahead of me and hopefully I get to meet so many more people and hopefully they get to love me and I get to love them and I think it's just you don't know what's around the corner and that's the other thing, to not be scared of your friendships changing because you never know what friend is just coming for you next and I know there are times when it doesn't feel like that, especially if you're going through it, especially if you've had a friendship breakup, especially if you're feeling it right now but I can assure you that it's also Going to be okay. And that hindsight, every time I've gone through it, it has been even better, or I have had a better friendship come from it. My final lesson and my final thought of what I've learned from my friendships in my 20s are that don't underestimate how long it takes to build a friendship. I think there's this misconception out there that some of us might think, oh, a friend's just going to knock on my door and we're going to be besties and it's going to be fine. No. Friendship actually takes commitment, choice, reciprocal energy, it's time, it's building trust, it's building experiences, it's building getting to know each other, the foundation of a friendship. All of my friendships now have just gotten stronger with the blessing of time. So don't underestimate the power of that. You won't immediately have a friendship just blossom overnight it is almost like a relationship. I, when I was prepping for this episode, I was like, fire out. Friendship is like, it's like a relationship except, well, I mean, it's a different kind of love and keep an eye out for my Valentine's day episode. Cause we're going to talk about like self-love, platonic love, romantic love, but friendship can be looked at the same way. As dating where you have to put in the effort, you have to put in the work, you have to make time for this person and you have to give the friendship time to blossom and bloom. Now we are going to jump in to my practical and very tangible tips because you're probably thinking, okay, you know what? Yes, you've given us a pep talk, you've validated us, but how? How do we change this? Well, let me talk you through it. The first tip, And I think this is the biggest tip I took from Jessie with her 52 dinners and 52 strangers. And I know her example is like to the extreme, okay? (laughs) But don't wait. Be intentional with your pursuing of friendships. That's my first tip because, as I said, it is very common for us to wait. It is very common for us to think someone else can initiate this. Someone else can reach out to me. Someone else can say hello. The thing is, most of us think like that. (laughs) So if we're all thinking like that, who's initiating? Who's reaching out? And I know that some people may also even think, but everyone already has their friends, Adele. People already have connections. People already have friends. And who says they want more? Well, I'm here to tell you that it's never a bad thing to have more people in your life that love you and care for you. And I think if you're going to be a good quality friend or you're going to try to build a good quality connection. That's only ever going to make your life better. It's not going to be a hassle or a nuisance to have more friends. So I want you just to think about the way you think about friendships. Do you think that it's going to just happen overnight. Do you think that people are going to initiate it with you? Do you think that people already have friends? Ask yourself those questions and reflect on what comes up. Studies have also shown that if you are somebody who views friendships as just happening without any effort and almost like that magically appearing act, you are more likely to experience loneliness and less quality friendships later in life because of that thought. Versus if you are a person who understands that friendship takes time and that friendship takes work and that friendship takes effort, you are more likely to feel less lonely and more likely to invest in your own friendships. So you do need to take action. You do need to put intention to it. And I'm not sitting here saying you need to go and have dinner with 52 different people. I even said to Jesse as well, like, and we were speaking at the table, some of the other guests It is an extreme thing to do. I think that is one end of the spectrum. So as I said, you don't need to go and go to that extreme like Jesse did, but you do have to be intentional and you do have to change the energy around it. You have to be the one to take that action and take that first step. My next tip is also kind of on par to this, but it is to stop assuming that people do not like you and it is to start assuming the best and start assuming that people are going to like you because you're pretty cool and you're pretty funny and you're actually a great friend and people would be lucky to have you in their lives. I know this is very hard if you're a hypercritical person. I can relate. I've got a hypercritical version of me that exists in my brain and I always tell her to fuck off. I also know that being rejected in friendships is really hard The important thing to remember is what is the worst thing that someone is going to say to you if you are going to be the one to initiate it? They might not reply to you. They might say no. That's the worst thing. Fear of rejection is also a bitch to deal with. However, I would urge you to still push past that. Feel the fear and do it anyway. I always say this, magic happens outside of your comfort zone. Yes, your comfort zone is a safe place. Yes, your comfort zone is going to make you feel nice and warm and cozy. And it's okay to sit in your comfort zone at some points in your life. I'm not sitting here saying, get out of your comfort zone, go skydiving every day. You know, you've got to live on the adrenaline rush. No, I'm not sitting here saying that, but it is still better every single time to put yourself out of your comfort zone, especially when it comes to friendships, because the benefits are so crucial to your health as well. I know that we can also just default assume that we're going to be rejected, default assume that that person doesn't like us, default assume that people hate us. And you really have to challenge that thought and challenge that belief because that then, that thought will alter your behavior. And I did a lot of research for this episode and it's so fascinating, the link between friendship and psychology, but people will often assume that they will be rejected. I think that's also a very normal universal human experience. So if you are somebody who assumes this, like they're not going to like me, I'm just going to be rejected anyway, then you will behave in a way that is in line with that belief. So what you will do is not take action. And what you will do is withdraw yourself. And what you will do is ultimately create the rejection that you're so scared of. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Again, there's links to this and dating as well. But studies, on the other hand, also show that if you expect people to accept you, that if you expect people to like you, that if you expect people to be warm to you, You are going to do the same. You are going to be more accepting. You are going to be more warm. You are going to be more confident in putting yourself out there. You are going to share more. You are going to be okay with being vulnerable. So I really want you to look at any of those thoughts that are coming up for you and how you view that. And if you think about making a new friend right now or sending a message to someone or a DM to someone or going up to someone in you know, a group setting or a hobby or whatever it is and putting yourself out there. Are you thinking that they're automatically going to reject you or are you thinking that they're going to like you? Ask yourself that and see what comes up and then start practicing reframing that because it's okay to assume that people are going to like you and you're probably going to feel a lot better by assuming that instead of assuming the worst as well. Now, I just touched on it a little bit there, but my third tip is to get into a group setting get into a group hobby, anything that interests you. I speak about this a lot as well. This is to recreate that setting and that environment and that structure that you had when you were a kid in school. As I said, that period of your life, the reason it was so successful and so easy to make friends and so just like, ah, oh, this is so nice, is because you had unplanned interactions and you were sharing the same experiences and you were in group settings. And so To recreate that as an adult, you're more likely to be able to then make some new friends in your 20s, too. We as adults also have busy lives, so I get it. All right, whether it's work, kids, our relationships, whatever's going on, we tend to not prioritize the things that we wanna do, the hobbies that we wanna try, the things that catch our attention. We just push it aside and say, oh no, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. But I really want you to think about things that you like, things that you enjoy, and sign yourself up for something. Again, it is going to be so different and look so different for each and every one of us. And I would love to hear from you guys what kind of group settings you do and what you do to try and put yourself in areas where then you can meet more people. But I'm talking about things like a weekly trivia night or a weekly like bingo night. I know that's giving like 50 years old. (laughs) You might be someone who loves a run club. Maybe you want to do a book club. Maybe you want to find one in your local area. Maybe it's a meditation class or a yoga class. Maybe it's a sporting group. I know a lot of these default to be like sport settings or active settings. For me, it's definitely the gym. It doesn't always have to be sport. But what it needs to be is weekly. Whether you're doing this once a week or twice a week, I don't care, but it needs to be something that you repeat and I'll explain why in a little bit. But that will help you because over time, you will be in the same setting, seeing the same people who have the same interests as you and hopefully, you'll be able to recreate that structure of school and set yourself up for success for making friends later in life. Now, having the group activity is perfect. Actually going, amazing. Pat yourself on the back. I'm really proud of you. When you were there, you need to put yourself out there and not even there. I'm talking in any other area of your life when you are around people, whether it's at work, whether it's in social settings, whether you get invited to birthdays, things like that. Firstly, you're going to be saying yes. Secondly, you're going to be putting yourself out there. There are two kinds of avoidance. Overt avoidance is when you stay home because you're too afraid and you don't even go out at all. So we need to be making sure that we are tackling that. And covert avoidance is what happens when you actually go to the party or you go to the class, you go to the yoga class or you go to the run club, but you check out when you're there. You don't talk to anybody. So there are two types of avoidance that we're trying to avoid and trying to push through. As I said, when you are in those social settings, when you are in those social groups, I want you to go further with it. And I know this is very out of your comfort zone, but this is how you make friends. This is the action. This is the taking action. Very much like Jesse sent DMs and replied to messages and put it out on a TikTok saying, message me if you want to have friends. Like you have to put yourself out there. And if you maybe don't want to go to that extreme, something smaller and something that I even do in the gym is... I will smile at people. I don't train usually with my headphones in. Sometimes I do. It depends if the music in the gym is bad or if I'm in a mood, but if I'm just my usual happy self, which is nine times out of 10 in the gym, I don't have headphones in. And I usually just smile at people. If I see someone like struggling to like take their weight off a bar or like put something together, I go over and help. And I always say, hi, my name's Adele. What's your name? Do you know how many friends in the gym I've made just by doing that? And then I usually say, what are you training today? Like, what are you doing? Like, what's your workout routine? And then we talk about that for a little bit and I say, cool, have a good session. The amount of friends I have made through the gym by doing that unmatched. Again, I had to be the one to do it though, because it's very rare that I've ever had anyone actually do that to me, especially in the gym I train at now. I will say in some of my powerlifting gyms back in the day, People are very chatty and very friendly in powerlifting gyms. It's like a very small, like subculture community. So I think that is the exception to the rule, but you have to be the one who puts yourself out there. You have to be the one to take that action and to actually push past that and go further with it. I know it is so scary. Trust me. I know it's so scary, but what's the worst thing that people are going to do? They might not reply to your message. They might not say anything back to you. They might not hear you in the gym and go and do their next exercise, or you might be running and they might not catch it. Like who cares? Who who cares if they don't reply? Who cares if they ignore you? Who cares? It's not that deep. Don't let it be that deep. The other thing I want you to keep in mind is that when you are at these places, whether it's a friend's birthday, a wedding, an engagement, your work after drinks, whatever it is, it's very easy to scroll on your phone. I know, trust. It's also very easy to just talk to people that you already know. I need you to try to push through that as well because, again, if you default to that behavior, yes, you might be out in the setting but you're still being covert about it. You're not pushing past that covert avoidance. This also goes for utilizing things like social media. I'm talking about Bumble BFF. I've seen some posts in the Facebook group about Bumble BFF. I've never personally used it myself, but as someone who is a Hinge girly and who met the guy I'm literally dating now on Hinge. We love you, Hinge. Thank you so much. Utilize them. Utilize the dating apps. They're there to help you. Again, You actually have to put in effort. You actually have to send the message. And I think on Bumble, you have to message first as well. If you don't want to do Bumble BFF, you've got the Your Safe Space podcast community, which has 6,000 amazing humans in there. You can come in there, share a post and connect through there. See who comments on it. Send them a message and say, hey, thank you so much for commenting on my post. Let's catch up and go for a walk or let's catch up and go for a coffee. Or do you want to come with me to do this? There are so many different things that you can suggest send the message, put yourself out there. There are also other Facebook groups. There are some community Instagram groups like Conscious, I think it's like Conscious Connect or I can't remember the name of it. Even like the morning dip ones. And I think if you live close to a beach, you can do that as well. Connected and Conscious, I think. Anyway, please forgive me because I have, that slipped my mind. But there are so many groups out there that if you just like do a little bit of research and do a little bit of hunting, you can find ways to put yourself out there. And Don't be afraid. Say yes. Say hello. Smile. Send that message. Think about worst case scenario and then still do it anyway. All right. My fourth tip is to get comfortable in your own company. And you're probably thinking, what? And I'm thinking, yes, because it's not contradicting. It is going to help you. And I'm a big advocate for spending time alone. I'm a big advocate for doing things by yourself because when you are able to spend time in your own company and when you are comfortable in doing so, you are then going to have the rest of your relationships be impacted quite positively. Solo time. Is also healthy for your friendships because when you spend time solo, it makes it easier for you to be vulnerable. It makes it easier for you to open up. It makes it easier for you to build friendships and to build lasting quality ones too. If you can spend time by yourself, you are more likely to also be a confident person because you're comfortable in doing that. And so that can then help you take the action to meet people and to connect with others and also help you assume that people like you. Because if you're happy hanging out in your own company, you know that you're good, you're good value, right? You know what you bring to the table. You know that you're all right. And that is going to translate into your friendships. Again, with something like this, start small you don't always necessarily have to go and book like a bloody two-month solo vacation and go off overseas jet setting. I'm talking about little things, whether it is going for a walk by yourself without a podcast, going and grabbing a coffee, taking yourself out for an asai date, or taking yourself out to the movies. Maybe you just want to go and buy yourself a fresh bunch of flowers, or go to the markets on the weekend, or maybe you just want to go down and sit at the beach and watch the sunset, or maybe you just want to go on a nature walk nearby, or maybe you just want to go hang at the dog park with your dog like hang out by yourself and watch how that then translates into other areas of your life and I think the other thing about spending time and appreciating time by yourself is it then makes you appreciate time with your friends as well and I feel like it helps you pick better friends too because you know what standard you want and you know how you want to be treated and you know that if you're having this much fun by yourself, you're not going to hang around with friends who treat you like shit either. So spend more time with yourself, even though it sounds very contradicting. Get comfortable in your own company because that will help you build friends as well in your 20s. And then my last tip is to keep showing up and keep trying and to not give up basically because it is a lifelong process. It is a lifelong of journey. And this episode is very much about finding friends in your 20s. I want to do another episode on maintaining friendships. And I also want to do another episode on friendship breakups as well. But what happens is if you are just starting on this journey and you're showing up to the group class once, Maybe you've downloaded Bumble BFF today. (laughs) Maybe you're about to send your first message. Yes, it's going to feel fucking awkward, okay? It's going to be really hard. It's not going to be something that comes naturally, especially if it has not been something that you have prioritized yet, okay? It's natural and very normal to feel overwhelmed, to feel on edge about it and to tell yourself, oh my God, it's too hard. It's not worth it at all. I know, I know. It's easy to default to that behavior and to that thinking, but I need you to push through it and not give up and not go back to that. The feeling is normal but in 2024 we are pushing past and we are doing the hard things and we are going to keep repeating them and the reason why I said you need to do something weekly and why you need to do something like a hobby or something like that is because of this thing called the exposure effect. So again psychology and friendship very closely linked but humans have a very unconscious tendency to like people when they are more familiar to us so there was a study done where researchers had a woman show up to lectures for varying numbers of classes so she showed up to five classes in one lecture group she showed up to 10 classes in another lecture group and she showed up to 15 classes in another lecture group and then at the end of the semester Students were asked for their feedback. They didn't recognize any of the people in the class but they liked the woman most who showed up to the majority of classes. So she was liked 20% more than all of the others who showed up less or didn't show up at all. So yes, it's going to feel awkward at the start and it's going to feel unnatural but The reason for that is because you don't know the other person. You don't know the other people in the class. You don't know these people yet. You haven't had time to build that trust. You haven't had time to build that familiarity. Over time, though, people will like us more and you will like people more too. So when I say time is like the number one thing when it comes to friendship, I'm not lying. And there's literally study that proves that if you keep showing up, you keep introducing yourself, you keep putting out the action repeatedly, repeated behavior, you will be able to reap that success as well. Now, I also asked you guys in my close friends broadcast channel over on Instagram, if you haven't joined that, go and do it. My Instagram is at Adele Marie. It's on my profile. And I put up a little question box in there. And I just said on Saturday night, hey, guys, what are your favorite ways to make friends as an adult? I'm doing podcast research and I'm going to read through some of them because I think it's interesting. I can obviously give you my tips and advice, but I love hearing from you guys, too. Some of the things that people said, pole and aerial classes, run groups, Bumble BFF, through other friends, work, sport. Someone said, I'm still trying to figure that out, girl. Come and listen to this podcast episode. A lot of people said groups on Facebook. A lot of people said through common interests. Someone else said creative groups, Pilates classes, local sports teams. Someone said, I don't, I can't wait for the potty to tell me how I've got you. Don't worry. Someone also said the dog park. I met a lot of friends at the dog park. I used to take Franklin when he was a puppy. I don't really frequent dog parks anymore, especially since he got diagnosed with IVDD. I just prefer to try and keep his risk of injury to a very minimum. But you can meet people in so many different ways. Someone says, I've made friends on TikTok by going into lives. It's worked twice. I love that. Someone else said reconnecting with friends from high school. Someone said, I simply don't make friends as an adult. (laughs) And I laughed at that one. Someone also said, I made all of my friends when I was younger and kept it solid. And not everyone has that luxury, but I'm really glad that you did. We've got uni, we've got young groups, we've got gym. We also have saying hi with a smile and open body language. Someone wrote paying compliments whenever I'm out. It then leads to sharing socials. And that is Oh my God, so true. It's giving like girls, girl in the bathroom, you know, the girls that you meet in the bathroom on a night out, ask for their Instagram. Same as when I was out at the dinner with Jessie and her friends or the other 52 strangers on Saturday night, we all connected at the end. We exchanged social media names and we followed each other. And then we literally, I either sent a message or a comment, or I either got a message saying, oh my God, it was so nice to meet you. You were lovely. It was lovely chatting. Thank you so much. And like, it's nice to follow up. Don't be afraid to follow up. We also had people just meeting people through friends, people attracting like-minded people. Someone said work and the area that I live in. A lot of people actually said work. I'm just looking at this now. People said work, sport or social media. And I know social media can be overwhelming at the best of times, but it can also be powerful if we use it. Thank you if you did submit something in there because I love obviously having your feedback as well. And if you are struggling with your friendships, I'm going to say come into the Facebook group. There'll be a thread for this episode and you guys can comment on and connect. And who knows, you could meet your next best friend because they're part of the Your Safe Space podcast community. And I think that's pretty special. All right, you guys, the PS, the little sign off, the recommendation for the show. I'm sad to finish this episode. I actually had so much fun doing it. As I said, there'll be more friendship based episodes coming as well. But my recommendation for the week is to try something new. And you're probably thinking that is so rogue and broad, what do you mean? And last week, well, this week will be my second week, but I started a brand new gym program and I started a brand new program with a brand new coach. And you guys will actually hear from her soon because I'm going to get her on the podcast, which I'm so excited about. I think her episode might actually come out maybe in a week or so. Anyway, I started a brand new program and It is different. It is still weight-based and it is still weight training because that's what I love. That makes me happy. But I wanted something new. I felt very much like I had gotten a little bit comfortable and a little bit stale with my old coach, not because of anything he did. He is amazing. I will link both him and the new coach, both of their accounts in the notes. The, uh, my old coach is known as Strengthology on Instagram. He's incredible. He's Sydney-based. And my new coach is Soph Allen, Train With Soph, and she's Melbourne-based, and she's incredible as well. But I had seen her content. I also had seen her workouts on Instagram and on TikTok, and I thought, you know what? Her training is very similar to what I do, but it's probably more tailored to what kind of training I want. And it's been a week and so far I'm loving it. And I don't know, I was really scared to change because it's hard when you have something that you know works and that you're comfortable and you feel cozy. And again, going back to your comfort zone, but it has been the biggest blessing and so just, yeah, rewarding. And I realized that I'm really happy with my choice. So it might not necessarily mean a new gym program for you, but if there is something in your life that you are not 100% with and you want something different and you feel like change take it. This is your sign to take that action. And it's obviously fitting as well because today Elite 11 is sponsoring this episode, which I love my Elite 11 family. They are amazing literally every single activewear piece that I own is from there. They cover everything, whether you are an active person or you're just doing loungewear. If you're a full-blown athlete, if you're just like chilling on your couch, having a rot day with your pets, they've got you covered. They cover up to three XL in sizing and they have so many beautiful pieces to choose from. Plus I have a discount code. It's Adele10. You guys can shop that at Elite11Sporting.com and that code also works in store. They've got stores around Australia too. So if you happen to like be in the shop and at the counter, say, can I please use Adele's discount code? And they will honor it in store for you as well. So shout out to Elite 11, because not only did you guys make this episode of Your Safe Space possible, but you have also helped me in the gym doing my new workouts in my cute activewear. I've been feeling good. Every single workout I've been feeling like absolutely exhausted and sweaty because it's hard and she is pushing me this time. But I felt good because I felt cute. And when you look good in the gym, you do a better workout. Trust me, it's a science. All right, you guys, I'm going to wrap the show here. Thank you for joining me for another episode. If you have any questions or if you want to add any feedback, come and join us in the Facebook group. As I said, you'll find the monthly journal prompts over on the Instagram. So come and join us there, your safe space pod and in the Facebook community. We also have TikTok. Come and join us on there. That little account is growing too. And if you haven't, please, while you're listening to this podcast, share it to your story, tag me, tag your safe space. I will always repost them. That helps me more than you know, that is just as good as a five-star review. If you haven't given me a five-star review, please give me a five-star review as well. I will kiss you on the forehead. All right. But you guys, I will see you next time. Be safe. Have a great week ahead. Look after yourselves, look after each other, and I will see you very soon. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your safe space is a part of the Amplify podcast network.